It's Sabila Staley from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. A little after 1130, 26 degrees outside, 26 balmy degrees. It's really warming up out there. Very excited. Very, very excited. Mike Dusso joins us now from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. Boy, you know, Mike, about a week ago, you know, everybody was was all concerned. Patriots were asleep at the wheel. We're losing this guy. We're losing that guy. Belichick hates us. Gronk and, Gronk and Brady are sending out smoke signals, you know, that they're being held hostage and they're not appreciated and they're not happy. And now all of a sudden, you know, you get a bunch of different trades made and this roster all of a sudden looks restocked and Patriots just doing Patriots things. They get Jason McCourty, they get Cordero Patterson, uh, Danny Shelton. They had a, a, quite a few players. Let's kind of go over uh, some of the changes uh, with the Patriots here over the last couple of weeks and, and last week or so. And, and I, I guess... I feel like they, they, on paper, it looks to me like they've gotten better. But, you know, I, I feel like you might know a little bit more than me. What, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I mean, I think a lot of it starts, you know, with just getting guys back from injury. I mean, that's like, you know, kind of the headline of the offseason before you, you even get started. But, uh, you know, getting those guys, you know, Dante Hightower and Julian Edelman, I mean, right there, boom, you're, you're a better team, you know, assuming those guys are going to come back and, and, you know, be somewhat the players that they were. But, um you know, I really liked the Shelton addition. That was kind of the, the first big move. Um, you know, I just I felt like last year, and you know, especially you know, we saw in the Super Bowl, they just they got pushed around a lot in the front seven. So I think the regression of Allen Branch from 2016 to 2017 that was you know kind of a kind of a storyline that, that didn't you know get a lot of attention. But I think that that was the problem. So you put Shelton in there. I think he really fits. Um, I think it's somewhat of a signal that you know, despite losing Matt Patricia, they're gonna with a you know similar defensive scheme where they kind of have two big body tackles in the middle uh, eating up space and, and you know allowing the other guys uh, to, to make the plays um, the McCordy move was a great move I mean I think that's a, another one where it's a, a low cost uh, you know com- comparable replacement to Malcolm Butler which of course is you know comes with a whole another storyline in and of itself but um, you know those are those two moves on the defense end, and I mean I think the one thing I'm still uh, a little concerned with, and I assume most people are as well, is, is the loss of Nate Solder, and you know not really having a, a readily available replacement. You know that we can all say, oh, we're just going to pencil him in. It was such an easy transition from Matt Light to Solder, uh, and, and you know Brady's really only had two starting left tackles, so I think that's still an area uh, to look at. Um, but you know so far so good. They've definitely made some strong moves here, and uh, like you said, Patriots doing Patriots things, getting guys at good value uh, that can contribute in a number of ways. Um, the, the Patterson move uh, to me signals a, a new direction. I think for this for the special team stuff, and it kind of leads me into a, a thing. I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of Patterson on offense. I think you'll occasionally see him, maybe like what the Rams used with Tavon Austin, albeit unsuccessfully, with some occasional gadget plays and things like that. I think he's going to. Uh, I think you're going to see him involved with some stuff like that. But return-wise, I mean, punting and, and kickoff returns, at least now we don't have to hold our breath that, you know, Deion Lewis is going to get injured on a kickoff return. I'm kind of excited about that. <laughs> I, I think this Patterson move is pretty great. And the fact that, you know, they originally traded for Patterson, and I believe, if I remember correctly, they drafted Jamie Collins and, and with the pick that they uh, uh, with the pick they got from him, they got all these guys, and now they get yep. Patterson for almost nothing. I think it's weird how that stuff all works out. Yeah, it's amazing how they just they seem to pick up these you know first round talents uh, you know without having to give up much at all. I mean, they just kind of what slipped down a few draft spots in the late rounds to, to get Patterson, and uh, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think kickoff returns. I mean, the guy's been an All Pro twice as a kickoff returner, uh, five career touchdowns. So I think he instantly gives you some explosiveness there. Another 
you know, part of his game that he improved when, uh, right, I, guess I shouldn't say he improved, he really started it when he went to Oakland was, uh, you know, playing Gunner on, on special teams and, and really did an outstanding job there as well. Um, you know, some people reading a little bit between the lines with Matthew Slater going to visit the Steelers. And, and, you know, if he does depart, I think Patterson can also, you know, help offset some of that loss. So when you look at all the kind of value that he can bring to the team, you look at, yeah, he can maybe, maybe he's a gadget offensive player. I mean, they're, they're just stacked at wide receiver right now. You know, you look at Philip Dorsett, Kenny Britt, you're getting Malcolm Mitchell back and Edelman back and, you know, low end guys like this guy, Riley McCarron, who's another kind of slot receiver that, you know, spent most of last year on the practice squad. Um, you know, they're already running nine guys deep at wide receiver and, and all but, you know, two have uh, some legitimate NHL or NHL <laughs> NFL experience. Um, you know, so I think with, with, with Patterson, he's going to give you some special teams. He's going to give you maybe if you need him to put him in there at receiver and, and he can do a number of things. And it's that kind of value at a low cost that, that the Patriots just love. Talk with Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda, patspropaganda.com. Mike, I was kind of hoping that uh, A.J. McCarron would be uh, somebody they might pick up to, to look for the future at quarterback. So if it's going to be the draft, um, what's your sense of what direction they're going to go there? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's it's, it's funny. It's, it's It feels like, you know, everybody kind of latched on to McCarron, and I thought that he was he would have been a really, you know, good fit. It would have been, a, you know, a younger guy than, than Brian Hoyer. I mean, you think that Brian Hoyer can, you know, probably hold the fort if he had to for a couple games. But, you know, each year we kind of progress. Um, it gets a little bit more, you know, hairy thinking about, oh my God, Tom Brady, 41 years old now, you know, it's just, he's in such unprecedented territory. Um, so I think, you know, developing a quarterback through the draft, even acquiring some, you know, free agents, anything that they can do, I think that that's just a position. They've got to kind of throw it all at the wall and kind of see what emerges. But I, I would guess that they certainly have a roster spot available. Um, I've, I've been kind of diving in more on the defensive side of the ball as far as the draft goes right now. Um, so I don't really have a favorite picked out just yet. I know uh, there's a number of guys that, you know, people are kind of circling. I think, you know, everybody kind of latches on to, to the similar kind of guys. But um, I, I think it's a position that they're just there. They're going to have to address. But I just feel bad for whoever they do grab because that guy's going to have the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's going to, you know, not only be dubbed the Tom Brady replacement, he's going to be compared to Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, it's just a tough situation that that, that poor guy's going to be thrown into, whoever it might be. Seems to me there was a... Uh... The kid from Richmond, uh, Loretta or something like that, and then uh, a kid named uh, Litton, maybe. Yeah, there's there's yeah. a couple in uh, in uh, CAA that they seem to be into. Yeah, Kyle Kyle Laletta, I believe it's his name. Yeah, um, that's it, uh, Laletta. Uh, you know, he's definitely a popular one. A lot of people have been uh, you know talking about, it. and I think you know it's going to be interesting to see kind of the style that they go to if they stick with kind of the Tom Brady traditional pocket passer or. You know, I mean, I think what you saw with Garoppolo is that he just fit the offense so well. You can kind of transition from Brady to Garoppolo and his quick release uh, pretty effortlessly. Uh, are they going to stay in that direction, or are they going to, you know, maybe branch out a little bit, maybe look at a more athletic kind of guy? I don't know. I mean, I think my instinct is is that as long as Josh McDaniels is there, and you know, I mean, the other thing too is, is the, that's interesting is they're just acquiring so much speed at wide receiver. You know, it's just kind of unprecedented. I mean, I was laughing to myself, you know, after years of spending all this time complaining, we don't have a deep threat, we don't have a deep threat, you know, now it's like, we need a shallow threat, you know, where, and then they grab Patterson, who, you know, granted, he's probably not going to play a ton of wide receivers for them, but, you know, if he does, he's another one of those speed guys to go with Dorsett and Cooks, and, uh, you know, so you got to like the speed, it's just kind of an interesting direction uh, that they're going, especially when you consider, we don't really have a left tackle right now, are you really going to want Brady taking those, you know, seven-step drops? 
pushing, hurling it down the field and, you know, kind of setting himself up for injury. I'd, I'd prefer to, you know, kind of stick to that short passing offense that has always been the bread and butter. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see kind of what direction they go in terms of the next quarterback that they, that they pick up. Waddle and Fleming look like they're going to be visiting Dallas today, which I find uh, kind of surprising. I, I'm kind of surprised neither one of them is locked up yet, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, especially, you know, missing out on uh, missing out on, on, on Solder. And I just, yeah. you know, Solder, th- this is one of those markets where everybody gets mad about it, but to me it's kind of the exact opposite of Major League Baseball. Like, these teams had money to spend, they had needs, and they were going to spend it right away. So that means if they had to blow somebody out of the water, they were going to do it. And if you're going to make Nate Solder at the age of 30 years old, getting ready to be 31, the highest paid left tackle in the game, and you're trying to protect like Eli Manning, who some thought his career was over last year, like, you know, more power to you, I guess. You know, I didn't get wound up about it. Like, it bummed me out at first, but then I'm like, yeah, you know, like, how yeah. great would that a contract looked in, you know, two years or three years, you know? Well, I think I'm like, you know, just to, I, I mean, I hate to not talk about it from a pure football angle, but, you know, for Nate Solder and all that he's been through with his family, I mean, you know, you got to at least on the, on the surface be happy for him to, you know, land that huge contract. But, um, you know, and, and the last thing I ever want to do is just try to trash a guy on his way out. But, you know, you know, to be honest, the Patriots really managed Solder a lot last year. Um, and, and, and granted, he kind of turned his season around, but I think he got off to a, to a pretty rough start. Um, you know, they, they were holding him out a lot in training camp. And so, you know, if, if you wonder, is that are the Giants going to be able to do that as well? I don't know. Um, you know, I, I feel the same way about Danny Amendola going to Miami. You know, the Patriots were able to just kind of keep him in that protected role, preserve him until the playoffs. You know, it's like the Dolphins aren't going to have that luxury. They're going to have to rely on Danny Amendola in September, which you know, the Patriots didn't really have to do outside of, you know, key third downs, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, with Soldier, it's, it's definitely a little scary right now. I mean, I'm, I'm literally looking at the depth chart right now, and you look at Matt Tobin, who they just grabbed, you know, Tony Garcia, who was, you know, sick last year and lost a ton of weight. Nobody has any idea if he's going to be able to contribute. I think, you know, last year we kind of penciled him in as maybe the next guy, but he's got a long way to go. Andrew Jeltz, another guy. I mean, you know, none of these names are anybody that, you know, anyone has any confidence. So, I mean, Seeing that Fleming and Waddle are visiting those teams, I mean, after they after Soldier signed with the Giants, I was like, you got to lock up both those guys, draft another guy, and then just let them all compete and kind of see how it plays out. But um, again, you know, at that spot, and I'd also maybe throw linebacker a little bit into that area where it's just, you know, it's not quite the depth is definitely a little left tackle, but the top end is not where you want it. Linebacker, the depth is certainly not there. So still two spots to do work, but you know, again, it's middle of March. There's a lot of moves to be made still draft picks to be made and you know it goes all the way through the summer and into the season so i'm sure they'll be continue to be active you know i've been surprised uh for so long the word around new england was in bill we trust and uh because of the butler thing that we will never probably know the answers to i've heard a lot of scuttlebutt about bill this bill that and uh, not in the same glowing terms and uh maddie and i've talked about you know, for 18 years we've been on top, and I think people have forgotten. Do we think that he just forgot things in the last six months? Or, I mean, I don't you think know, so. It's a great question. I mean, and you know, it's and again, you know, you see another uh, another report I think from Mike Giardi coming out last week. Uh, you know that that player, you know, the the Planet players, Brady and Gronk, are you know frustrated and feel unappreciated still. And I'm like, you know, and I like it because Jesus. The middle of March. I mean, I, Brady's out in Montana. Gronk's down south. I mean, 
how are they feeling unappreciated still now? You know, so I think part of it is just kind of this narrative that unfortunately we're probably going to be stuck with until the end that, you know, Brady and, and, and Belichick aren't getting along. I mean, there's really no way. I mean, even if both of them came out in a joint press conference and, you know, had an avocado summit and, you know, said, oh, no, it's all water <laughs> under the bridge now, you know, I think people are, are going to continue to just ride that because, let's face it, you know, there are 31 teams and plenty of fans and plenty of media that really can't wait for the Patriots' demise, and, and they're waiting for that storyline because it's going to be fascinating to see how it kind of unfolds. And, you know, unfortunately, I've always believed there's no real true ride-off into the sunset unless they both win a Super Bowl and they and they both retire right then and there. So um, I don't know. You know, it's where does the – I mean, these guys are professionals. I mean, Belichick is coached the same way. I mean, I've heard Belichick praise Brady and Gronk over and over again. No quarterback I'd rather have. You know, this guy's the greatest of all time. I mean – you know, I, I don't know. I mean, what 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 do they need? What does this Belichick need to do to win them back? So I, I don't know. These are professional athletes. They need to go out and perform. I would hope that winning solves most of the problems, and they've done plenty of that. So uh, we'll see how it all plays out. But unfortunately, I think this narrative is, uh, is going to be stuck with us until the end. His name is Mike Dusso. You can find him online at patspropaganda.com. You can also find him on Twitter, Pat's Propaganda. He breaks down film, breaks down all sorts of stuff. Mike, we'll have you on again soon. Draft right around the corner, not nearly as close as it used to be, and now it's a four-day saga. So um, we'll probably talk to you after the draft, and uh, we'll get ready. I'm telling you, these Sundays without football, really tough to be on the Twitter on Sunday afternoons now, like... I don't care what's going on with Tiger Woods. I was watching some really bad college basketball yesterday, and I just, I didn't, I, it's not anything that's going to keep me interested. Let's put it that way. I did not. It was not, I, I, 10 out of 10 would not recommend, other words. Yeah, know. I mean, there's, you know, and it's like, there might be no football games, but I just feel like there's, the, the drama just kept going. Like, the Super Bowl happened, and it was like a speed, little speed bump, and then we were just right into, well, why didn't Malcolm Butler play? What are they going to do with Solder? You know, so there's, it's definitely a little bit of a slower pace, and in a way, I kind of enjoy just like tr- having a little bit of a chance to breathe a little bit. But uh, my gosh, it's just—it's uh, such a crazy freight train with this team. It just never ends, and there's always something to talk about. So I'm sure it'll be the next couple months will be the same way, and uh, hopefully, summer will be here before we know it, and we'll be at training camp. Amen. Uh, Hallelujah. Mike, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mike. Do so. Pat's propaganda. Find him online. PatsPropaganda.com. You listen to the Beatles Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network on Sports Time Maine, AM 780.